So tonight, fruit salad, part dos. If you speak Spanish, you know that means part two, right? Um, so let's, let's recap a little bit, right? Let's get into what in the world are we talking about? If you missed last week or you haven't been here yet, you don't know what we're talking about. If you were here last week, listen, I remember middle school. I forget what I did two hours ago in middle school. I still forget what I did two hours ago sometimes. So let's recap and talk about what this whole deal is about. Why are we talking about fruit salad? Because that doesn't sound spiritual at all. So here we go. The whole thing we're talking about is in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 26. So if you've got a Bible or a Bible app or something, you want to look at that, you can. Galatians 5, verses 19 through 26. Here we go. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy. Drunkenness orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do all those things sound like something that somebody who's following Jesus is into and doing? Or they should be into and doing? How about that? The answer is no. Thank you. Let's move on. The next few verses kind of contrast that, and it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which is another word for patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Okay? So that's the whole basis of the series. We're not going to study each word of that tonight. We're going to get into one little part of it. But I just wanted us all to read that together to kind of get us on the same page. Okay? So, last week we kind of talked about the fact that these verses highlight what life is like apart from God, which is kind of normal life. What we see a lot in the world, we see it at school, we see it in TV, we see it in movies, we see it all those, all those places. And then we see the second half is talking about life with God. Life lived differently. Life lived full of the things that God calls us to and equips us with in that second part of this passage. So we talked about that last week. Then we said, okay, well, what is the spirit we're talking about? Because life with God is life with the spirit. It says the fruits of the spirit. Okay, what are the... Who's the Spirit? And we clarified, okay, the Spirit is the Holy Spirit, which is God's Spirit, okay? It's the Spirit of God, literally in us. When we accept Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit supernaturally in us. You're not going to literally see a Spirit come inside of you, and it's not necessarily some kind of like warm feeling you're going to feel, but He's there. The Bible tells us this. It's not something I'm just making up because it sounds cool, but the Bible actually talks about this. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit we're talking about. Okay, so all that stuff is from last week. Now, with the Holy Spirit in us, our lives should look, say it with me, different, right? If you looked at a person that doesn't have the Holy Spirit, and then you looked at a person who does, so that would be a person who is not following Jesus versus a person who is following Jesus, they should look different. Now, is that always the case? No. No, it's not. I think a lot of us in here would say we follow Jesus or we're a Christ follower, we're a Christian. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. 
And there's a lot of times we look just like everybody else. We, we act like everybody else. We do the same things as everybody else. Or maybe it's you see people who say they're Christians and they follow Jesus, but yet they lick, they look, they lick. That's not the word I wanted. They look and act just like everybody else. They're just as jerky. They're just as unhappy. They're, they're just as mean as everybody else in school or in your neighborhood or that you've seen. So it doesn't always happen, but that's supposed to be the case. Now, the fruits of the Spirit are the results of us choosing to live our lives according to God's Spirit, okay? So these things that we're reading about in this verse, and specifically the ones we're going to get more into tonight, these are the things that should be popping up in our life, that people should be seeing and should be evident in our life, because we're choosing to follow that Spirit that God's put inside of us. And once we get the Holy Spirit, there's some things that, like if you do something wrong, like you lie to somebody or you're just a jerk to somebody, a lot of times the Spirit is is that thing that kind of is like nagging at you that's like, man, you really shouldn't have done that. Like that was not the right thing to do. You need to apologize. You need to make that right. God speaks to us through His Spirit. And a lot of times the Spirit is the thing that's correcting us and it's like, whoa, you're not living according to the Spirit. You need to make this right and you need to do what I have asked you to do. You need to do the right thing, the good thing. So, supposed to look different doesn't always look different, but when we actually follow the Spirit and we actually live our life the way God's asked us to and we do the good and the right thing, then we see these fruits start to happen. Last week we talked about three of them. Anybody remember what they are? Three of the fruits. What were they? What? One of them was kindness? Is that what you said? That is one of them, but not one of the ones we talked about last week. Yes, ma'am. Peace and love and joy. Those were the three we talked about last week. If you knew it, good job. Way to go. Love, joy, and peace. Those are the ones we talked about last week. So those are three things that you should see. But then there's other things you should see as well. So what are the results, the fruits of God's Spirit in us? Well, we just mentioned three of them, but there are six more. So we're going to find them in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. So if you're ever wondering where is a list of these things, this is it. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Here we go. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I don't know why I used that voice. I just was feeling it, you know. Against such things, there is no law. Is there a law against being peaceful? No. Is there a law against being forgiving? No. Is there a law against being good? No. There's no law against any of these things. So there's nothing keeping you from doing it other than you. You're the only one that's going to keep you from doing these things. So... Let's highlight the six that we have not talked about yet, which would be forbearance, which is another word for what? Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, okay? We're just going to spend a little bit of time on each one of these words really quick, okay? Forbearance or patience. How many of you in the house are not patient? You, like, need stuff right away. It's got to happen. Okay, hands down. Um, I know somebody like this, not patient, not her strong suit. 
who said my wife? Oh, Jacob. It's funny because it's true. It is my wife. Yes. She is not a patient woman. She knows this about herself. I would say it to her face. In fact, this is being recorded and everyone will hear it. And she'll be like, yes, I know. I'm sorry. Um, She's not very patient. She's one of those people that if she's hungry, everyone will know because her mood begins to change a little. And... uh, and so she's going to need something immediately. Now, she's pregnant right now, so just pray for me, okay? Because it's like heightened, okay? It's like another level, <laughs> okay? But I love her. She's awesome. Um, I really do. It's not a huge deal or anything. She's not like evil when she's hungry. Uh, but she is not super patient. I know a lot of people who aren't super patient, um, and you, for some reason, food brings this out. A lot of people, I mentioned that with my wife, a lot of us get cranky when we're hungry. Anybody do that? Like if you don't get food immediately, like right now you're gonna eat someone's face off. Yeah, okay. You can put your hands down. That brings out the impatience in a lot of us. Yeah. Um, but a lot of us, it's just what we want in general, not necessarily food. It might be, man, I really wanna have, you know, I really want that new outfit from wherever. And, and I'm, if I don't get it in the next week, I will throw a tantrum. Um, or it could be, you know, not getting your way, like people doing what you want and you get really impatient with that. You know, patience is a tough thing sometimes, especially for those of us that aren't gifted with a lot of it. But guess who can help us out with that? God, Holy Spirit in us can help us with this. Because if we are saying, hey, I'm following Jesus, I have the Holy Spirit inside of me and we're at school. And we are one of the most impatient people in the world. And we're jerks to people when we're being impatient. Like things aren't going quick enough for us. People are not necessarily seeing the fruit of the Spirit, which is patience. But if we are really following God and choosing to let the Spirit lead us in those moments, we will experience patience. And we can have patience in those moments. Because here's the deal. When we get so impatient that it affects the way we talk to people and act, then we're being controlled by it, right? We're being controlled by our impatience, by our desire for something, whatever it is. And for our desire to have it right now or for it to happen right now. And so patience is actually showing that we are not controlled by whatever that thing may be. And Let's be honest, we're not strong enough to do that by ourselves, which is why we need the Holy Spirit. So this makes sense, this whole idea of patience being a gift of the Spirit, a fruit of the Spirit, a result of the Spirit. So if you're an impatient person in the house, there's hope, my friends. You can have patience, but you got to trust in God to do it. You got to trust in Him and let Him lead you to get that patience, but you can have it. Now let's talk about the next thing, kindness. Now... This is one of those moments in a service where you can say amen, okay? Middle school is not a kind place. It's just not. It's just not. Leaders, we can think back to middle school and we can amen that as well. Middle school is just not kind. But again, if we're in in here tonight, you're a middle schooler, 6th, 7th, or 8th grader, and you're sitting in here tonight and you're saying, I follow Jesus, I am a Christian, you can be kind despite what your parents might say or despite what your brother and sister might say. You can be kind. You can be a kind person. You can be nice. Which, is, let's be honest, that's a foreign thing to a lot of 
people, not just in middle school, but in the world. Nice, nice is like, what? Why do I need to be nice? Nice is way overrated. But you can be, and we can be. But again, it's going to take you choosing to follow Spirit. Now, I don't know how, how things go at your school, but I'm going to guess they go something like this. If you're in a, a class and somebody blasts you in front of everybody, which means makes fun of you or, or, or says something to embarrass you in front of the class, whatever you do next, it could be immediately or later that day, there's some kind of thought process of how can I get this person back, right? How can I get them back? How can I embarrass them? How can I just level their confidence and make them just feel like dirt or whatever it is? And we're not thinking kind thoughts about those people. We're thinking probably the opposite of kind thoughts, right? But God promises us, okay, if you follow my spirit, if you live according to that spirit I've given you, you can be nice. You can have times where you're just being nice to be nice. You can have times where you're being nice to that person that did make fun of you in class. You can be nice to your little brother or sister. It's true. It can happen. But you got to trust the spirit God gives you. Now, the next one is goodness. Now, goodness is a really big, broad term, right? It's like, be good. Okay, well, what does that mean? Be good could be a whole bunch of different things. So goodness in this case, just to help us simplify this and, and, and just make sense of it a little bit together, goodness can just be the things God's called you to because all those things are good. Everything God's called you to is, is a good thing. So he can enable you to do all these things. The spirit can enable you to do all these things um, because they're all good things. And most of us kind of know what's good and what's bad, right? I mean, some, some things are a little gray. You're like, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. I'm not sure. But in general, we kind of have an idea of good and bad. And the Spirit will lead us in good things. So for the sake of generality, let's just say it's the things God called us to. And we'll just move on to the next thing because that is a really big, broad term. So faithfulness. God will help you. His Spirit will give you the fruit, the result of being faithful. Being faithful to what? Because you can be faithful to a lot of things, right? You can be faithful to your schoolwork. You can be faithful to your curfew. You can be faithful to your sports team. You can be faithful to whatever. You can be faithful to a lot of things. So what is this faithfulness that we're talking about? Well, it could be talking about faithfulness to other things like friendship, relationships, things like that. Hey, there's a lot of talking I'm hearing. Y'all just stop. It helps leaders not have to get on to you. Helps you focus, all that stuff. Just stop talking, okay? So faithfulness. It could apply to some of those things, those external things that don't have anything directly to do with God. But in this case, it's mostly talking about faithfulness to your faith. Faithfulness in following Jesus. Faithfulness in the things that God's called you to. Faithfulness in your relationship with God. And so another one of these fruits makes sense is faithfulness, re- reliance, 
you being steady in your relationship with God, as well as other things, your relationship with other people. You're a steady person. You're kind of the person people can come to and trust because you're faithful. People can trust you. And so you can experience, again, another one of these things is this. You can start to be a faithful person. Now, you might know people in your life that you're like, dude, you cannot tell this person anything secret because it won't be a secret if you tell this person this thing, whatever it is. It's going to be public knowledge within 24 hours if you tell them this thing. It's because they're not a trustworthy person. And some of you might struggle with that. You might not be very trustworthy. You might not be a very faithful friend. Like people can't depend on you and trust you. But if you start to actually choose to follow God and choose to follow his spirit, you can start to be more trustworthy, more faithful. Because we know it's not right, it's not good to share secrets and to just talk about people behind their back or to talk about people when they told us to, to not share something about themselves and we're saying it anyway. We know that stuff's not cool, it's not good. And so we see a couple of those fruits in goodness and faithfulness that apply to that scenario. So next thing, gentleness. Okay, again, there's all of us struggle in different areas, all of us have strengths in different areas, but gentleness is something that some of us just lack. Like we are super harsh. Like if somebody messes up or says something to us um, or, or we just need to say something to them, like we're very blunt to the point. Doesn't matter if we hurt their feelings. Doesn't matter about any of that stuff. We're just gonna say it. It's just like, Rah! There's no like gentleness to it whatsoever. It's just like, ah, I don't even care. Let's just, I'm just gonna blast you right now. And sometimes parents can handle things this way, right? Sometimes they can have no gentleness in how they handle a a situation with discipline or whatever. And they can just like blast you. But gentleness is something that's like, it's especially us guys, we hear gentleness. We're like, I don't really want that one. It's like, I'll take the other eight. But the gentleness thing is like, ah, I like football. I just want to hit people, you know? I don't care about gentleness. There's no gentleness in football, which that's true. But gentleness is more in the sense of, and this is a good thing. So guys, we should want this, okay? So we want all nine. Gentleness is one of the things we want. We don't want to just be the brash, harsh people that walk through the halls of our schools and are just blasting people with truth. Because here's the thing. If you're following Jesus, you're following the Spirit, and you're, you're doing the things he's called you to, it's really easy to kind of get into this, I'm really religious and awesome and, and, and moral and I do all these good things, and be able to start blasting people. Hey, you're not doing the right thing, you're not doing the right thing, and be really harsh to people. And you might be saying things that are true, and just because things are true don't mean that you can just be mean when you say them, you know? It doesn't mean you can just be harsh. You can say the true thing in a gentle way, right? Like, hey, you um, totally lied to me uh, about what happened the other night. When I asked you, hey, what happened at the football game the other night? You told me the story, and I asked you know, somebody about that, and it's like a total lie. So you can, you can confront that person in two different ways, right? You can like totally just ream them and like yell in their face, like get all up in their grill, and you can totally be right in everything you're saying because you were wronged, or you can say something 
same kind of truth. You, you deliver the same message, but in a gentle way and in a nice way where they can actually hear it and not be afraid for their life. Or not be ticked because you just got all in their grill and like spit all over their face, you know, and they're having to get a hanky to wipe off, wipe off their, their spit that you got all over their face. So gentleness is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It actually helps our relationships. It helps us to be able to show people God when we answer gent- gently and we tell people truth gently. It doesn't really go over well with people when you say, hey, you're a sinner and you're going to hell forever. That's kind of harsh. It's like, dude, ease up. Is it true that if you don't know Jesus and, and you don't receive this forgiveness that God offers you for your sins that you won't be with God? Yeah, that's true. But you can say it so much nicer than, hey, except Jesus or you're going to hell. You know what I'm saying? So gentleness is good. Embrace it. It's a good spirit. All right, it's a, it's a good fruit of the spirit. And the last thing, self-control. This would be like the one I would star an exclamation point, um, especially for myself back when I was in middle school. So maybe it would, it would be a big one to highlight and, and star for you. Self-control, because here's the deal. In middle school, I started wanting to do things that I had never wanted to do before. Like back in elementary school, I was all about video games, action figures, and beating up my brother. Okay, like that was my, that, I was all about those things. And food and sleep, you know, that, that's pretty much all I was into. Um, I get into middle school and I start wanting to like get into... To, I actually started to want to like read stuff. Like I, I wanted to be in the music and find out what these different bands were and getting into different genres and stuff. I didn't care about music before this. Middle school, I started caring. And then I started to want to be in my room a lot and alone. And I wanted to like put posters on the wall and I was into how stuff looked. And I had to have the right kind of shoes and the right kind of clothes at that point. I didn't care in elementary school, man. I could have had like, I could have had a big, I can't think of anything good. Help me. I could have had Barney on my shirt in fifth grade and I wouldn't have cared. Like I would have just been like, I don't care. And it wouldn't have mattered and I would have had my hair all crazy and it didn't matter. And I could not bathe and it wouldn't matter. But in middle school, I had to start bathing. I had to start putting on deodorant. I had to start caring how I smell because other people cared how I smelled. It's particularly girls started to care how I smelled and I cared what girls thought and I cared what other, other people thought and I didn't want to be the kid that was the smelly kid and I didn't want to be the kid that was the weird kid and I didn't want to be the kid that didn't know what the bands were. So there was all these things that I started worrying about and caring about and so with all this new world opening up for me in middle school, there's all these new things that I wanted to try and do and learn about. And in middle school, I didn't have a lot of self-control with those things. So some of the things I would just want to like go off the deep end. Like I'd go in Best Buy and I'd want to come out of there with 50 CDs. I know it's like, what's a CD? <laughs> um, it's a compact disc. We used to buy them. Uh, does anybody buy CDs still? Yeah. Oh, sweet. That makes me feel better. Has anybody in here ever had a cassette tape? Oh, wow. Nice. Half of you are leaders, but that's okay. All right, hands down. How many of you have had a VHS tape? Okay, all right. Little, little media survey. Nice. Okay, you can put your hands down. So, 
That was totally a little side questionnaire, by the way. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Other than to say, I would go off the deep end with all this stuff. Like, we would go into, uh, back in middle school, um, the biggest store was Abercrombie back then. And I know it's still fairly popular now, but it was like the store. Like, if there was one store, that was the one store, was Abercrombie back then. And so if I ever went in there, I would fill up the cart with all this stuff, and my mom would look at me with my cart full of, you know, jeans and shirts and, you know, all these things. And she would seriously look at me and be like, that's $50,000 worth of clothes right there. Are you kidding me? That's a house. Well, maybe not a house. That's a car. That's a really nice car. That's how much these clothes are. Are you kidding me? She doesn't talk like this, by the way. It's a terrible mom impersonation. She's more like this. She talks more like this. And she's like this tall. She's so cute. You just want to pet her. Um, say, hey, mommy. <laughs> um, she had to stop. Uh, she used to, to spank me. And, uh, and this isn't a spanking debate, but she used to... <laughs> clapping for spanking, yay. Is it just that I got spanked? Is that what you're clapping about? Thank you. Yeah, she, she used to, uh, try to, try to try to spank me when I got into... Hey, chill out crazies man she used to try to spank me once I got to like fifth grade still because I was still misbehaving <laughs> and uh she would come after me and because she's so short she's literally 4'11 oh she's so cute and petite yeah she's she's tiny so she would come after me as this 4'11 mom and I'm in fourth or fifth grade and so I'm like her height um maybe even taller and uh and so I got to the point, this is bad. Do not do this, okay? I shouldn't even share this, but I'll tell you anyway, okay? She's coming at me and she would, she would go like this. She would get the rare back, you know, she's getting ready to, to just give me a little pop on the leg for something. And I would seriously grab her hand like behind her back and hold it. And she would get so mad. And we would go around and around and around and around and around. Cause she's like, let go. You let go of my hand. <laughs> I'd be like, no, you're about to hit my leg with it. So we would just do this number. It looked like we were dancing, you know, because we're da 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 da. And uh, anyway, that's it. At that point, we started to have different punishments. Like we got grounded and we got things taken away. And that was honestly way worse um, because I didn't want to have my music or video games or anything taken away. But that's what started happening. So. I had to have those moments a lot, though, because I had no self-control when it came to things. And that included the way I talked to my mom. Now, I don't know about you in here, but you, you might struggle with talking back to people. And it might be your mom, your, mom, your dad, it might be a teacher, anybody in authority. But here's the deal. You do have control over that. You don't have to just spout off at the mouth. You don't have to just, oh, I can't not say this. You know, and, and just say whatever comes to your head. Because self-control, honestly, could be one of the most beneficial fruits of the Spirit for you at where you're at right now. Because you are learning and growing and there's things that are opening up for you and it's just the way God wired us up. In these years, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to take in a lot. You're going to develop who you're going to be for the rest of your life from this 11 to 14, 15 range. And so self-control is huge in that time. 
It's huge for you in how you're figuring out who you are and who God's made you to be. And so there are moments when you need to use self-control, where maybe right now you don't. Where you need to say, you know what, I need to stop. It could be talking, like right now, like you need to stop. Or it could be, it could be some kind of thing you've gotten into. I, I, I don't know, it could be a relationship you need to kind of use some self-control with. It might be a lot of different things, but self-control is a huge, huge fruit for you in middle school right now. So these are the six things that we hadn't talked about previous, but now you know all nine of them. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, also known as patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you can have all of them when you follow Christ and you follow the spirit that God gives you. And these are also the things that should be present for all of us who are following Jesus and have the Holy Spirit in us. Now, there's a cool analogy that I like to look at when we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit and we look at all nine of those things, and it is this, a tree. Not just any tree, but an orange tree. Now, all of us are like this tree when we're born, okay? We're, we're lifeless. We, we got nothing really good going on. We're just there, okay? We're like just a husk of a tree. Now with a dead tree like that, and just, I know it looks like it's got leaves on it, but since it's black and white, just pretend with me, okay? It's a dead tree standing there. Do, do dead trees have fruit? No. Do dead trees have anything alive on them? No, they're dead, okay? Maybe bugs live on them, but that's not the tree, okay? That's the bug. So when there's a dead tree, it's just a dead tree. There's nothing to it. There's nothing good coming from it. There's no life coming from it, okay? When we accept Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit. The Bible says we become a new creation and we are now spiritually alive. Like a colorful tree now, you know what I'm saying? So now we are this colorful, alive orange tree. Now, if an orange tree is alive and it's getting sun, it's getting water, what should it start to produce? Guys are geniuses should start to produce these round orange things called oranges. Now, as you learn and as you grow in your relationship with God, as you start to continue to follow him and you you are actually reading your Bible and you're praying, those things we talk about in here on a weekly basis, you start to see these fruits start to pop up in your life. And this tree getting fed and and being nurtured and having this life that it now has starts to produce this fruit. So eventually this thing is full of these orange round things called oranges. Because that's what it was made to produce, right? And so now this orange tree is full of oranges. It's doing what it was made to do And that's what it was made for. Orange trees are made to produce oranges and be healthy and alive. We were made to be alive. We were made to have these nine things we've been talking about in here. We were made to have them in our life. So even though it's not the normal thing now, because God has not, 
is not, everybody's not following God anymore. Everybody doesn't have the Holy Spirit inside of them. So it's not normal to see all these things anymore. It's still what God made us for. And so just like this orange tree, if you've accepted Jesus, you once were dead like that first tree. Then you accepted Jesus, you became alive. Now it's time to start producing this fruit. And not just one of the fruits, but all nine of these fruits need to be present in our life in some kind of way for all of us. And so these oranges should be all over this tree because it's an orange tree made to make oranges just like fruit should be all over our life when we're in our school, when we're hanging out with our friends, when we're with our family. People should see love and joy and peace and patience Kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. All those things need to be evident in our life because of who made us and who is in us. And so I didn't really start to get this until I was 16, okay? And I hope you guys get this earlier, which is why we're talking about it tonight. Because you can, it's just for whatever reason, it clicked with me when I was 16, okay? So I'm 16, I'm at high school, I've just started driving. I have, um, I have a pretty good number of friends. Like it's, high school was fun for me, I enjoyed high school. Went to, actually went to East Paulding High School, so not far away. Oh, don't be hating. Don't be hating. <laughs> Now, here's the deal. I can't say much because when I was in high school at East Paulding, we won two football games the whole four years I was there, okay? Two in four years. That's terrible. There was actually a radio station back in the day that sponsored our football team because we were so bad. Like, they wanted to be at every game to broadcast how badly we lost every night. It was amazing and sad. I cried. So... 16, that's kind of my life, high school, East Paulding, I drive, hang out, schoolwork, all that kind of stuff, okay? I also went to church every week. It was part of my my normal schedule, go to church, but I, growing up, especially middle school, beginning of high school, I would go to, to church every single Sunday morning, we would talk about the Bible, just like we do here on Wednesday night, and I would totally sit, I'm not kidding you, there was one morning I sat And I had my face that we started to pray, like we had prayer at the beginning of the class. And I put my face down in my Bible and was praying. And then when they said amen, they start going into the message and everything. I didn't hear the amen. And I was kind of sleepy. And so I just kind of kept my head down in the Bible. And about halfway into the Bible study, the, the teacher asked me a question. Like, Brad, what do you think about this verse that what does this verse say and as soon as I hear my name Brad I'm just like because I had drooled all in my bible like I'm a drooler when I sleep so drool is all in my bible and I wake up with like you know the the mark on my face from being asleep and I get up and I have no idea what verse he's talking about and so I just am like Jesus says Jesus I might have even been right, which is what's amazing. But um, 
So I would sleep through Bible studies. I didn't really, I didn't really care that much because things didn't, I knew I needed to be a good person. I knew I needed to, I knew I was supposed to follow Jesus. I knew I was supposed to pray. I knew I was supposed to read my Bible. I knew I was supposed to be a nice person at school. I knew I was supposed to be patient. I knew I was supposed to be all these fruits we're talking about, right? But if somebody looked at my life as a middle school student or early high school student, they would not see much fruit from me. They wouldn't see much of those nine things we just talked about. They might say, yeah, he's kind of nice sometimes. And they might say, yeah, he's patient maybe. But there's like nothing that stood out that says, yes, this, this guy is following Jesus. Or this guy, he's got something different going on with him. But it wasn't until I was 16 when God kind of just hit me with this idea of, dude, if you say you love me and you follow me and you have my spirit in you, which I got saved at 10 years old. So there's six years there where I wasn't showing any fruit that I knew Jesus. But at 16, God's like, dude, if you say you are all these things, you're a Christian, you follow Jesus, but yet you aren't doing any of the things I've called you to, how in the world does that make sense? And how in the world am I supposed to use you the way that I'm supposed to? And how can people listen to you when you say you're a Christian, but yet you don't live out any of the things that Jesus showed you how to live out? And dude, when I got that for some reason, like at 16, I was just like, oh my word, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? This was like crisis moment. Hey, over here, stop, whatever you're doing. And so I was like, oh my word, dude, I've, been, I've had six years to be doing this stuff and I haven't done any of it. Like I haven't taken it seriously. I haven't really understood um, that, that my life needed to match up with what I actually said my life was about, you know? And so I actually started to pursue this whole idea of having a relationship with God and starting to follow God and, and listen to God. And it's, it really is crazy, and I'm not saying this happened overnight, it was a process, but throughout that next year and the year after that, my senior year, I started to see God actually putting some of these things in my, like I was seeing these things in my life. I was seeing some of these fruits that we're talking about. Like I started to genuinely love God for one, but I started to genuinely love other people. I genuinely started to love myself more. That sounds really weird and conceited, right? I don't mean love myself like I'm so awesome. I just mean, dude, God loves me. And that really started to sink in. I started to actually be ha like a lot happier than I was before. And it wasn't because of school or my grades were good or anything. Like it was just because, dude, God loves me. And I was happy. It's like God is with me everywhere I go when I'm in math class and I absolutely hate it. God is with me right there. He's like, bro, I totally get it. I didn't make up math. That was a Satan thing, man. I didn't do that. I'm kidding. That's, I don't know who came up with math, to be honest with you. So things started to change in my life when I made the choice to start to follow. And when I made the choice to start to listen. And I made the choice to start to allow this spirit God has given me 
to actually lead me and guide me. And that's where I think a lot of you in this room are at. You're where I was at 16. And the beautiful thing is, you're not 16 yet. So you've got more time to start to have this fruit in your life. You don't have to wait till you're 16. You don't have to wait till you're 20. You don't have to wait till you're older. You can do this right now. You can start to have these things that God will allow to pop up in your life, these nine fruits, these nine results of following him. You can have them right now. And it's like, you look at these nine things, you're like, well, why wouldn't I want these things? I mean, why wouldn't I want to be more loving and more peaceful and more joy, joyful and happy and patient and kind and good? I want to be these things. And some of you even in here think you can't be these things. You think you can't have that stuff. You can't be good. You can't really be happy. You can't really be patient. You can't have any of this stuff. But the reality is that you can because of God's spirit. And so I just want to ask you what fruits out of these nine that we've talked about, which ones do you see in your life? Some of you might say, oh, well, I see about six of them. There's a few of them that I'm struggling with, maybe three of them I don't really, I don't really have going on right now, which is, that's cool. That's three that you can be working on and, and asking God to help you with. Then some of you in here might be like, well, maybe I have like two or three, and then the other six, uh, struggling. And then others you in here might be like, man, I don't have any of those going on really. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't see any of those in my life. And if you ask somebody, hey, does this person have any of these nine things? They would say no. And the reason for that and the reason for feeling like you're missing any of these fruits, it really just comes down to one thing. And it's, it's just you choosing or not choosing to follow the spirit that God's given you to allowing, allowing him to lead you so that you can live your life like Jesus lived. 